My grandfather saw the best in every single person that he met. When people would look at me and call me stubborn, he would call me determined. And it was when I was six years old and he came from the city to a little town on the coast where I was raised called Tillamook. Um, apart from that, uh, a town called Neetart, so I'm actually a Neetartian, not from that planet. So he would come to Neetart, and on this uh, particular occasion, he came and he asked my mom if it would be okay to take me and my older sister, she's two years older than me, Jessica, to the beach. Now, growing up on the coast, you're very aware of the weather patterns, and a storm could come at any minute. Of course, sun could come at any minute. That's not normal, however. So, so here he is, he's taking us to the beach with my grandma, my sister, me, and we go treasure hunting, which is my favorite thing to do. You know, you're, you're walking up and down the beach, and if you find little patches of rocks, you can find agates, and sometimes whole sand dollars, and uh, green rocks, and red rocks, and and any kind you can find. And so we're treasure hunting and we're picking up all of these rocks and we're having the best time. It's just so amazing. And then all of a sudden my grandfather looks up and he looks out at the ocean and he's thinking in his head, oh crap, because a storm came upon us all of a sudden. So he's like, girls, we gotta go, we gotta go, get your treasure. So, so we get our treasure and he takes us by the hands and, and we're running as fast as we can. And we can see um, our cars are parked uh, just a just hundred feet off. And all of a sudden, as we're running, we're not looking at the ocean, which is a big mistake. And the sneaker wave comes up and it knocks us all down. And I can remember in that moment thinking, if I let go of my grandfather's hand, if I just let go, if he rescues me, I know that he loves me. I know that somebody actually wants me and that will prove his love. If he doesn't, I'm dead. <laughs> so, in that moment, I let go. And I, I can feel the waves pulling me out. And I'm thinking, and it, it's an eternity, and all of a sudden I hear this, Lacey! And he's running up, and he grabs me, and he swoops me up, and I'm like, he loves me. <laughs> he's, he's my hero. And so, from that moment on, I was just like, oh, He's, he's my strong tower, he's my savior, he's my grandfather, I love him. Um, and so we get back to the house and he kind of tells a version of the story to my parents and they're just like, oh my goodness, you know, and, and, and life goes on. So uh, here, here's my savior, my grandfather, who, who by the way, um, has an amazing story of his own, uh, which I will reveal in this story. But um, so the next year he comes and visits us again on the Oregon coast. Um, and he's, he's talking to me and he says, I have a question for you. And I'm like, okay, so I'm seven years old at this time. And he goes, I want you to promise me something. Okay, what do you want me to promise? I want you to promise me that you will not get married until you're 27 years old. <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking. What's in it for me? <laughs> so he says, if you do not get married until you're 27 years old, I will pay for your entire wedding. Good deal. Okay, I promise, I promise, you know. I'm seven years old, I have all these dreams of a princess wedding, so I promise. But of course at that time, every 
everything seems timeless when you're young. You don't know how long things are gonna take. I mean, I was seven years old, that's a 20 year promise. But I made the promise nonetheless. So a couple years go by, I'm 10 years old, and I go to this event called Relay for Life. And I'm running on this track, and I'm so excited because I'm, I, I, I was a big kid, five foot nine by the time I was in the sixth grade, uh, the tallest. And so I'm running this race, and I'm actually doing pretty well. And I'm in second out of eight places. I'm going once around the track, twice, three times, and I'm getting the fourth time, and I'm coming to the finish line, and I'm running, and I'm running, and I look up, and my mom's in the stands, and she's crying, and she looks totally downcast. And I just, I knew in that moment something was wrong with my granddad. So I'm running. I, I, get second across the line, I'm kind of dazed and confused, and I go over to her and she's like, your grandfather just passed away. And what happened is that while I was running this race, he was on a treadmill running at the same time. And he had a massive heart attack. And as I'm running this race for a relay for life, he's running the last of his life on this treadmill and he died. And I can remember feeling a little numb in that moment, not completely understanding. I can remember going to his funeral and approaching the casket and seeing him and thinking, wake up, just wake up, just wake up, it's that easy. And I, I feel this loss and I can hear the singer start to sing. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was once lost, but now I'm was blind, but now I see. And I could see in that moment that I was alone, and that this person who had saved me was gone. The rock was gone out of my life. So a couple more years passed by, and eventually I turn 18 and I go off to college, and I fall in love. And I thought he was the stars and the moon and the heaven. He was so amazing. I had never met anyone like him. He was my best friend. We, we road tripped down to California together. He taught me so many things. And I was ready to break my promise to my grandfather. After all, that was years ago. Ready to break my promise. And instead, he breaks my heart. And it was over as quick as it had started. So. A couple more years pass, I turn 22 years old. And I go visit my grandma, I'm really close with her, and we're looking through old stuff, and there's this box. And in this box, there's a whole bunch of my grandfather's things. There's a purple heart, uh, he was in the Korean War, and besides being a hero to me, he was a hero to many. There's actually a famous picture of him in Time Magazine um, shaving out of his helmet in a foxhole. If you guys have ever seen that, that's my grandfather. And 
he actually got hit by shrapnel and part of his side was missing and uh, they sewed him back up and he had health problems but kept going and never let anyone know that he was in pain. So here's this purple heart, which is just so amazing. And then I come and I see this ring. And I'm like, interesting, I'm looking at this ring and it's a gold ring and it's got an S on it. It clearly looks like a class ring. And so I asked my grandma, I'm like, was this grandpa's? It's got an S, which he would have graduated from Sutherland. Um, she goes, yeah, which I was confused. It's from 1949, but I know that my grandfather never graduated high school. But that's because his senior year, he dropped out to join the Korean War instead of graduate, which eventually he ended up getting his GED. So I'm looking at this ring and I'm thinking, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I'm looking and in, in it is his initials RSF, Richard Stockton Furman which that name has been handed down generations, Richard Stockton, because he was one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence in my family, someone so heroic to give their life for our freedom. So there's that, that heroic line, and, and my grandfather, I just, I remember, and so I ask, can I have the ring? My grandma's like, yeah, sure. And I, I put it on, and I just, the moment I put it on, I knew that I had to renew that promise to my grandfather. So I tell my grandma, <laughs> so, uh, when I was seven years old, Grandpa made me promise that I wouldn't get married until I was 27 and he would pay for my entire wedding. She was like, well, I'm sorry to tell you, but there's no hidden money anywhere. We didn't open up an account. There's nothing, trust me, there is nothing for you. Uh, which I was like, okay. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, my grandfather died, he couldn't keep up his end of the promise, but I'm still alive so I can keep mine. So I decide I'm going to renew my promise. So a couple more years pass by, uh, 22, 23, 24, and things start happening in my family. My sister who's only two years older than me, married and divorced, uh, three times by the time she was uh, 24 years old. Had four kids by three different dads. My cousin, same thing. Uh, married three times, four kids by three different dads. My other cousin, 18 years old, gets pregnant. Uh, all of this starts happening in my family. Boom, 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 boom. And I start thinking to myself, why did grandpa make me promise until I was 27 not to get married? And it started weighing on my, my heart and my mind so much more. And so I'm going through and I'm going through and I'm going through this, this thought process. And oh my God, it's a week before my 27th birthday all of a sudden. The time has flown all of a sudden. So a week before and I'm like, oh God, <laughs> I'm about to turn 27. What does that mean? This promise is about to be fulfilled. Okay, well I've only ever known this promise since I was seven years old. So I kind of started to get anxious about it and every day I started thinking about it. And my 27th birthday was actually three weeks ago. That soon. So I, the day comes and I remember waking up and I remember feeling this intense relief that I had made it. <laughs> and I reflected on all the stuff that happened in my family, all the stuff we'd gone through, all the stuff I had seen, that I had waited till I was 27 and I realized that it's not the finish line that mattered, it was the journey along the way that mattered.
So I'm 27 now. If anyone wants to get married after the show. <laughs> <laughs>